It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Take a look at the five and ten. It's glistening once again with candy canes and silver lanes that glow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Toys in every store. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. <laughs> You're getting I us into the mood, want Mike. The snow yeah. yet. I don't uh, want the snow yet. Oh, Mike, thanks so much for joining us on this uh, crazy event, man. Yeah, no kidding. Second this last is... show of the day. Of the 24 hours that we've been recording and uh, people still texting us and DMing us, asking us, are you guys still up? Of course we're still up. I'm blessed to bear witness to this <laughs> point of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're getting just us to, at about just to see the end. 6% of our <laughs> yeah, save power. The, save the best of your <laughs> no, personalities no, for the last. No, <laughs> when no. you're really tired. Welcome back, Mike. Honestly, thanks for coming back on the <laughs> show. We've got an interesting show today. What are we going to chat about today? Uh, I wanted to chat about uh, toxic masculinity and uh, mental health on the job site. So this and is something that we want to talk about. Yeah, and I want to establish right now, I am no figure for this topic. Like I, I, I You're just bringing up what I'm you've seen. I'm bringing up a point because I know it's really important. Yes. I, I, I'm not like I'm, I'm not a PSW. I'm not anything. I'm just your you know, average contractor. I just see that this is an important thing that we need to, to look into. In, in our industry especially, but I mean everywhere everywhere in the world right now. I concur, man. Carlito, you ready for this one? I was ready... 24 hours 23 ago? 23 hours 22 ago. 22 hours ago. <laughs> belly Renovations, www.bellyrenovations.com. Info at bellyrenovations.com. On Instagram, Belly Renovations. Okay, Mike, where do you want to begin? Let's talk about first establishing what like what is toxic masculinity. And uh, and like how we can recognize it on the job site. What do you, what like I wanted to ask you guys. What do you guys feel like it is just off off the top of your heads? Macho ness bullshit manly aggressive alpha males. Uh, yeah, yeah. So a Ma- lot like myself. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Pretty yeah. much him. I'm I'm very <laughs> I'm a, I'm one of those alpha males at work. Yeah, I help, you- but I I have my moments where. I don't have time to to cater to people. There's consider I, your sensitivity. I, to, I, I deal with situations. I'm very aware of people's behavior. I can tell when people have problems at home when they're not themselves. It shows in their work. After you've been working with somebody for like quite a while, I, I, it's really people difficult are pretty right predictable. Yeah, people are people, and if you've been an employer. And you've had so many employees. It's pretty. It's the same, just little tweaks of differences. Just like character is just the difference, right? I think uh, like uh, recognizing issues that are going on in you know in anybody around your life is 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 isn't just that. It's recognizing just people's emotions in general. And I do think that is one of the like the character character traits of a general contractor. In order to be a general contractor, you're organizing and managing and 
dealing with every aspect, every level of responsibility on the job site and off the job site. And I think like it just goes to show that if you feel like you can recognize that already, that's just a, a matter of like it's a, it's within the nature of your of your job. Yeah. I think that uh, what toxic masculinity is, like you guys said, these behaviors by you know men on the job site. Obviously, it's got to be men. Well, no, no, we there's toxic there's toxic Tox women too. I've, I've yeah, worked with some very aggressive about, women too. Yeah, but we're talking about toxic masculinity okay. right now. We I think as men we can only talk about our own issues and, right. and be honest about our That's own true. issues. And it's up to anybody to deal with their own issues. And that's all that you can really do. You can't expect other people to do stuff for you. But what I think toxic masculinity is, is really when it comes down to it, just a, like an Im impulsive behavior. It's something that uh, there isn't really much thought that goes into it. It happens so quickly. And it's like you have a priority at hand and you just want to get through it and you just act impulsively just to get through whatever that moment is. And I think what's really important in terms of recognizing it on the job site, it's really just taking that little, like, just that you know, three seconds before we do everything that we do, what we're taught as children, take a little bit of a break before you, you act, and really, really decide on, like, how, what are the repercussions of what you're about to say, or what about what, you know, environment you're perpetuating is about to happen. And then that's something that, like, that's an easy way to figure out how the situation is kind of unfolding. Did you guys want to touch up on how you feel like you can recognize it? I, I know when, uh, when someone's not interacting with people, if, if you're part of a team, or if you're even a two-man team or a five-man team, uh, coming into work and not interacting right away or not getting into the work, it typically shows something's going on. Now, that could be a, a fight with your partner that could be uh, a problem with your child um, those are typically what I see happening when people come to work with something wrong with them it's typically a relationship problem or it if it's later on in the day I was talking about earlier on like in the morning if it's something later on in the day or in the afternoon it could be uh, another trade, saying something or pushing somebody the wrong way, another, another, tr you know, foreman or, uh, you know, owner or builder saying something to a group of people, you know, uh, that's usually what kind of changes people's moods. And you can see that happen almost instantly. Let me ask you this, Mike, where do you think it begins? Do we take it from our personal lives at home and when we get to the job site? I think that the behavior isn't necessarily, it's, n it's not, um, it doesn't come up in, in a single moment or no. from a sim single experience. From, I think it's, it, it stems from just like our culture, um, the way that we're raised, uh, the way that we're, like a lot of this is competitive behavior. When yeah. you're talking about tox toxic masculinity, you're basically talking about competition it's like you people wouldn't do, do and say the things that they do that involve like involves them in this it's chess beating i'm yeah. bigger than you kind of mentality i got to prove myself more than you yes. i got to be bigger than you better than you stronger than you smarter than you whatever it is how much of social no, media is feeding into this it's it's difficult to say because 
there's a lot of good things uh, through social media, uh, and there's a lot of like exposing this kind of behaviors. Or uh, it's difficult. Uh, there's some some that perpetuates it as a as a joke, and it's funny, and like, oh, this is what guys do on the job site. And then some are like, hey, like this is like you know this is what happens on the job site, and and we kind of got to do something about it. It's really difficult. It depends on who you follow on social media, right? It's true. Well, I, I think it's even bigger than that. Uh, for me, say I have an open ex excavation hole, and I need the guys to be smart, and I've already had the tailboard meeting, and we've sat down at the trailer, and I've already discussed with them, uh, harness off before you get to a hole, uh, don't lean on anything, uh, watch your stepping, watch for objects. And for me, it's important that everyone stays safe and aware when guys are messing around talking about their weekend or what they did last night i don't want to really hear that at work it's time to work and if you're not paying attention and aware you're taking someone else's attention away from them possibly hurting you or hurting someone else so a lot of times i see the aggression or the problem starting from someone not someone coming to work with too many other things on their mind, not paying attention to what they're there for. I'm not there to, like, when, you, when they come to work, they're there to work. I'm not there to talk about their weekend. I'm not there to talk about their wife. When we go on break, we can do that. If yeah. we're working side to side and we're still working and it's safe, I think it's great. But a lot of times I have problems with guys almost hurting themselves or hurting someone else. A machine over top, they're standing directly underneath. It, the it, it, uh, machine operators not and I and I've told them many times nicely to be aware or pay attention or stop talking because we have to focus on the job at hand because a lot of my jobs are very dangerous like right now I'm doing a lot of rebar and concrete so everybody has to keep six on the heavy machinery and the thousands and thousands of pounds of stuff that are around us one slip you go down 70 feet into a hole yeah, there's there's not, no saving you from that. And, and it's put, hard I've, to tippy-toe yeah, around people with that. you put yourself in the shoes of, like, when you have to say, like, you're in that moment. And, like, uh, the semantics aside, you're trying to tell somebody to be safe, let's say, right? Yeah. You know what somebody's probably, what their response is probably going to be like? I know to be safe. Hey, it's right. okay. I know. Yeah. Don't, hey, come Nobody on. wants to hear that. It's like, how do you how do you tell somebody like, hey, not only like, am I liable, but I do care about you as well. Like, that's important. Like, you're uh, one of my employees, or you're somebody that I work with, or yeah, I don't want to explain to someone's yeah. wife, or husband, that, or partner, why they didn't make it home. Yeah, it's it's a. But there's but two really ways of handling that situation, though. No? no, but what we we you kind of missed part of it. It was that. I've already had the tailboard meeting. I've already, like, I'm just talking about this one part. Like, there's so many of this we have to talk about. Yeah. There's many, many levels of this. Uh, and, and some people could take it as, as, a, as a toxic relationship, a toxic job site. But there's, you know, there's three stories. We keep talking about it, and this is how it is. Your story, my story, and the, and the truth. And, or the reality to what's happening. Too many people, like we were just saying, like, you know, I had a safety meeting. I bring people to a hole, and if I've already had a really safe conversation, got everyone involved, we've covered all of the basics of the danger parts, I find that a lot of times when I make 
when I have to like get someone's attention, I've already told them once or twice or three times nicely and had a, a, a human conversation with them and it's gone over their head and they're still talking about yesterday. They're talking about the relationship and I have to get their attention. So I have to get their attention. And some people are like, Hey, why are you talking to me like that? Why aren't you paying attention to the job? If you don't want to be here, go home. So that's yeah. what we were kind of talking about on this scenario, but there's going to be many scenarios we're talking about. And, so. and to pull, like to extrapolate from that, it, the, I think in terms of like the toxic masculinity culture on the job site, he's just trying to tell the, tell the guys, you know, be safe. I care about you. And in retort, you'd, you'd typically get an answer like, eh, like I know to be safe. I, like, I, like, don't worry about me. I got it covered. And it's, it, it's really, there's a loss of disconnect in that, within that communication. That but that's a stigma that they're carrying. Yeah. Because they don't want to let him know, okay, I don't know what I'm talking about. Or I don't know what you were yeah, talking about. Yeah, and that's the biggest problem with, with that situation. Yeah, you can easily stop. Like, for example, when I had a larger foreman, supervisors, managers, city, employee, like whoever's in charge of that project. If someone says something to me, I don't, I don't give them an excuse. I say, sorry. And I learn from it and I move on because I've now taken care of the situation. There's no more aggression. And I'm saying, yes, I'm sorry. Not saying something back. Like, like you said, and it happens all the time. Uh, I know, man. Don't worry about it. I don't need to. He- you don't need to talk like that in front of all the rest of the guys. Yeah, you don't to need to put it. the disease in the in. Now you're telling me that you're not part of the team. But what about the guy jokes? The guy- I, I think that I think that uh, if you have a group of guys and everybody's open to doing that in that group, there's no outsiders in the group that don't like. Sometimes we could have jokes like you and me do. If we don't know that other person and they're not open-minded to that kind of joke, I think that at some point we need to say, not right now, you know, but I'm okay with you taking, if I have a problem with you taking it too far, I'll say, hey, Manny, please don't say that. Not that I'm not that kind of person. I'm very, I give it, I can take it. But not everyone's that way. There's very sensitive people out there. I hear you say like sensitive. I I would consider the word to be more um, like empathetic of, of other people and they understand other people better. Um, I would consider myself on the job site uh, somebody who's more empathetic of things that could go wrong and the th- wrong things that could be said. I can look back at my past and um, my past, like my particular past on the job site, I and me running my own job site for you know the better part of like you know five years now. Like I don't allow that culture. I never really have. Um, I don't listen to any uh, music with like you know profanity in it in terms of like uh, like of that's that a big one for me. I don't like having music that's got some harsh language in it. If you want to listen to that, throw on your earbuds and and listen to it personally. Yeah, but not on the job site radio. I, I'm not like too concerned about swear words or anything, but like I think that music is a I mean it's an art form and people have. I'm talking about the meaning lyrics. No, there are some songs that you hear now uh, in some genres that are pretty profane towards women, towards uh, men, towards people that are lesser than them. And it's like, hey, I do not want that. I don't want that playing. Like, 
it's awkward when you're on the job site yeah. and a client comes on the job site and all of a sudden that's heard in the background yeah it's and weird. you're trying to have a professional conversation so and i and that's just one example of things that i see like that i hear that i see i see people talking about um i don't just i just think it's it's just a waste of time it's a puffing up your chest and talking about what you did on the weekend you know the fish that you caught or the the uh the boat that you rode in or whatever and don't get me wrong i'm not trying to take pride out of anybody and you know you you people like and they're proud of there's a difference between pride and and uh i guess showing it off so here's the thing he's a hunter okay right and there's a lot of guys in construction that are hunters a lot of guys that have been on the show that are hunters and it was interesting that i saw a post recently all of a sudden that they went out and they killed the moose and posted it and that's great but i didn't like it i just went right through the feed even though that that person was on my feed i didn't stop at it i just kept on going through but that's if someone was to be on the job site and start to show that off that image or something like that and just saying here this is what i did on the weekend you know what i mean and i'd be like i'm not interested in seeing that that's not what i want to be about or that's not what i like i care more about animals than i do about people yeah, you want to sh- go show me that you killed something on the weekend? Cool. But that that's going to the chest pumping thing, right? That's just like... Yeah, what did you do well, this Well, no, it, it, is, it is different, but it's the timing. It, it's the timing that's that's important and the relationship you have with people. Like, you get to find out, like, if I know Manny doesn't hunt, so I don't talk to him about shooting. I don't talk to him yeah, about no, fair hunting. That, that, that's exactly it. The because moment I respect, that you knew Because that. I respect you yeah, for exactly. that. But I also think that if we have a conversation like this, it's time to have that conversation. Yes. Um, but at work, I also think that, and including myself, if we're not on break or standing still where we can have a conversation, I don't really want to hear about it. Like, I just want to get the job done safe, make it home, get everyone paid, yeah, and that's, so on. That's and that and there's uh, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, you're talking particularly on the job site in terms of like, you know, when is the most appropriate time to talk? Yeah, sure, that's an important thing, but also the like the topic, like people are going to talk. Like we are humans, we communicate. We're literally you guys have been doing it for 24 hours <laughs> or 22 hours <laughs> for now. Like it's it's something that humans do. That's how we've evolved so much. Um, and sharing stories is really important to, to culture and everything. I think it's more the topic and, and saying like, is this relevant? And is this, is this, how is this person going to react? And it comes on to that, to me saying before, it's kind of an impulsive behavior to just whip out your phone and just say, hey, look at the thing that I killed this weekend. Or, you know, hey, check out the... That half-naked woman that yeah. I've been conversing with oh, on DMs yeah. or whatever. Whatever. I don't. I don't partake in this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of. Uh, it's like when you just do that without saying like, "Hey, is this the appropriate time to do this? Hey, does th- how's the person going to respond to this? Am I talking to somebody that likes killing, or am I just trying to show them a picture of me having killed something? Like, it's yeah. a, it's a really weird thing. We can move on from. Uh, from, I guess, talking about like this this particular part of toxic masculinity. I think uh, toxic masculinity. There's so many things that we could we could talk about. I I was talking to uh, somebody on the job site the other day about it, uh, just in advance of the podcast, and I said, they asked me what is toxic masculinity. 
to you. And I was like, that's like asking me, uh, what color is the rainbow? And it's like, the color, the rainbow has many colors. There's seven colors. And you can't just say, which one is it? What is it in particular? It's, there's so many things, there's so many examples that we can go and bring up and, and how, how to recognize it. And, and I think that that's just, we just want to start that conversation. I wanted to ask you guys, now that we've kind of spoken about like how to recognize it, once we've recognized it, what do we, what, how do we feel about it? Like what happens from it? Like for me, all that it does is cause divide. All that it does is separate people and put people alone. I'd agree with you on that. I mean, yeah, because There's you're, you're going to get people that agree with you and disagree with you. Feel that is perfectly fine. Others feel that is not appropriate. Yeah. So and um, when there's more than two people in the equation, there's, yeah. there's two sides. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it's it's a really painful thing to see, uh, you know, maybe you're in this group of, uh, you know, you got six guys on the job site, let's say, and all the like five of the guys are bodybuilders on their I don't know how, how people are bodybuilders and, and work in construction, but they're all talking about bodybuilding and talking about this, talking about that. And then you've just got one person that's like left out of the conversation. And it's, and it's like, oh, I feel weak. I feel small. I feel like I'm not part of the team anymore. Everybody's having fun talking about this one thing. It happens to be this thing that is hurting somebody. If somebody goes and talks about like, I don't know. Here, I'll give you a scenario, Mike. I'm not a sports guy. Right. I was but, actually going to say sports, but yeah. I was like, sports is just like another another thing like that. No, yeah. it is. But the thing is that I'm not a sports guy. Lots of people in construction are sports people, whether it be whatever sport it is. And you'll get a lot of guys that will come up to you or have that conversation. Did you watch the game last night? Did you see that? Did you see this goal? Did you see that? And I'm just like, I've got nothing to contribute to this conversation. And I just walk away from it. Because I'm not going to contribute to this communication at this point because I don't follow that. I don't pay attention to it. So I would treat that the same way with toxic. Like, I mean, yeah, if so I. Yeah, so you feel, you feel divided from the topic, but that conversation is not going to go just like that. It's going to be like, there's going to be an, a certain expectation that you knew what had happened and that, oh, like, how did you not know that the Leafs won? you know, six to two last night. Are you, are you living under a rock? Simple. I don't give like, a shit about kind it. Of, yeah. <laughs> That's all it, it is. And then it's like, Oh yeah, he doesn't watch it. Oh yeah. He's too good for it. No. Whatever it is, whatever you want to talk about. That's the, that's the part of, of that conversation that I don't like. And there is no conversation of bringing something up that men like to talk about without, it's difficult to say that the way people, the way they act about it. It's, I feel like Carlito wants to weigh in here. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really. I don't see it a problem until someone has actually says something, or I see someone really getting upset about it. Like I don't follow sports either. I hear guys talking about it on break. I have no problem with it. Sometimes, if I'm off to the side and there's four, say there's five of us and there's four of them talking about sports, and I know nothing about sports because I don't really care about sports, I'll sometimes I won't interrupt them or stop them because I enjoy that they're having fun. And they're yeah. having a conversation. So I don't want to take that away from them. Of course. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll be better than that and I'll educate myself and I'll listen to them talking about it, even though I'm not even interested in it at all. But I'll do it because I enjoy the people that I work with. The and, and I want that to be a family. 
And as a family, sometimes we have to take sacrifices to enjoy other people's likes and and non-likes. And you have to kind of grow with it. So, like, I'm learning slowly, not that I want to, but, you know, let's talk about the Leafs. I'm starting to learn about Leaf players and a little bit about the game. I go by my mom's place. She's watching hockey. And I'm like, I never even knew they liked hockey. You know, like, when did they pick that up? You know, now they're retired. And instead of me saying something like, oh, I don't like hockey, I just go, oh, who's playing? You know, and I'll, or I'll just do my own thing. Yeah, I wouldn't even but go that like, far. It, not, none of that kind of stuff, like, so, yeah, nothing so really, not really discourages me. So if I see somebody that's not enjoying something, a lot of times I'll walk away from a conversation because I'm just that guy. I'll walk away from a group of guys talking about hunting, which I enjoy. Like if someone's showing me a deer, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Deer. Yeah, and I'll walk I away from I want to eat that. It. You know what I mean? Like, but I guess the real question is that let's say you're a fly on the wall and you see a couple or three or more tradespeople acting that high level toxic towards one person. How does one approach the employer to speak about that? How do we handle that? Really, first of all, I feel like if somebody wants to, to address something that's going on in, in their environment, I think that um, you really have to kind of address what your threshold is first. You have to say, at what point am I going to start feeling, I don't know, not included? Uncomfortable? Um, uncomfortable, hurt, um, maybe... I'm not talking about anything that has to do with like workplace efficiencies. It's not about like, let's get the job done where that is a total different conversation than the atmosphere, let's say on the, on the job site. It, it's really difficult because a lot of guys don't ask themselves that question. Like, Hey, like, is this going to affect me? Is this going to, is this going to raise a culture around us that this is just perpetuated, you know, for the long haul? This is a weird, like it's, it's kind of, all right. Are we tippy towing? Or do we want to just say what we're thinking? Yeah. How do you do? How like how do you go about doing that? Like, I don't know. It's, I guess it's no different than okay. First of all, when I was a teenage kid, I was the kid in a new school having lunch in the stairwell, right? Like I don't know. I uh, lots of kids have done that because you have no friends. You're not speaking to anybody, so you're an awkward teenager at that point. Yeah. So when you start making friends and someone starts to either bully you, because I I think that toxic masculinity on the job site is a form of bullying. Right. And in, in some way. Right. And and so is it is it the the most of them going after the least of them and just saying you should really be one of us. But I guess with communication on the job site, I've never had conversations about politicians, pol political views or anything like that. I've never had a conversation about covid on the job site as well, whether you're for the vax or against the vax. It's just it's like the deer thing. If, if it's not your thing you walk away from it but i guess as an employer if you're seeing one employee very uncomfortable from some comments that are made or some situation that's arise how do you handle that what do you do about that do you even address it should you address it we're living in a different construction age sure if i if i if i see that i've got five guys in the crew and one guy just doesn't like anything that's going on but the other four do i'm gonna just say hey what's going on you okay? And if he says, well, I don't like the way it's going on, I'm going to say, well, 
these guys are taking their break. You may not want to be around them when they're on their break because this is what they're going to talk about. And they do have the right to talk about that. If you don't like it, then you should stand away from it or find a way to join in and enjoy it. If you don't want to, then you may want to, you know, either tell the guys that they shouldn't be on the crew or you should go to another crew. If you're not fitting in and and it's so you're so against something, then you just don't fit. It's like putting a, a square in a circle. It just doesn't work, right? So you got to find your your place. But so, I mean, conversation's important to yeah, trying so to find out if they can fit. It's not. I'm not saying just stop I it. I think the question in that in that scenario is, how do we change the the culture of the industry for those five guys in that in that circle that are talking about that thing to just be aware that that person is against something let's say yeah well you you create another problem and uh the problem is is that now you are stopping people from being people and you're making one guy feel okay but now you're making four guys not feel okay about having their freedom to talk about what they want to when they want to so now now but you're you know, you're no, creating a, a disconnect kind of in between people that's just natural instinct right? that's what michael was no. mentioning about the divide yeah. Well, I'm not trying to say that they're not allowed to speak about it. If if they feel like, you know, if I'm just trying to say how how do we get them aware that that person doesn't cuz there's well, oftentimes they won't even have a clue that that person isn't comfortable with this. That conversation goes on. There's so many people that you're talking to that you do, you can't even look outside of what you're talking about. All that I'm not talking about stop talking about, you know, bad stuff on the job site. I mean, we should, but I'm not talking about, uh, it's not particular, like, this conversation isn't particularly about topics. It's more about, like, consciousness and, and making conscious decisions on, on how we're affecting others yeah, in and our no, environment. I, I understand that. And I so how do we get those people to, to just be aware? Like, it's, like, that is, the thing is, it, toxic masculinity, it's a majority thing. It's not like, there's a, you know, you're in elementary school and you got one or two bullies out of the 30 kids in your class or something. This is like, a, you know, you got 15 guys in a 30 person class in elementary school and 14 of them are, are behaving in a certain way. This is a, it's everywhere. It's, it's, uh, it's toxic. It's spread. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it's toxic. I think that's like, that word kind of bothers me hearing toxic. I okay. Mean, harmful. Uh, Harmful is another word. It could for be it. harmful. You could be harmful to yourself. For uh, listen, I I see a problem. I I address. It. I say, hey man, is there something wrong? Is there a problem? All oh, those guys are talking about hunting, and I'm like, I'll be like, you know, I, I don't know how to tell them. Listen, they can on their. Those guys are talking about it. If you don't like it, then you need to find either a, another way of creating a new topic, and being smarter than them. And changing that, that you can all enjoy something or you you have to have a conversation with those people one-on-one, -on -one, not all in group and kind of, you don't want to, yeah. I don't think, I, I don't think that if, if there's some, if somebody's being affected and we call it toxic and they're upset, you need to find a way to approach those people and, and, and not attack them at the same time. If you're going to try to educate them and try to make them a better person, then you gotta you have to find a way to be uh, smarter than them and more sensitive than them and open to be able to explain to them the how they can learn and respect you and work with you. Like, 
If I, I if like, I have a problem with you saying something, I can just say, hey, listen, you know, I really don't like that. It really bothers me, but I really want to work with you guys, and I really like it here. I find it a really cool job. I don't really want to leave the crew, or I'm just talking about, because we're talking about construction right now. It's like the construction life, so I'm talking about work. right? Let, let me ask you guys a scenario. You come at me with some toxic slash harmful dialogue. You do the same, Mike. I just want to hear it, an idea, just a scenario, so to speak. Maybe you want some... to see the turkey I shot this weekend? Yeah, I don't give a shit about the turkey. Okay. Um, <laughs> right? So... But, so what would you consider toxic? Like if you said something to me that's going to make me uncomfortable. Because I'm sure that you've heard it already on sites. See, trying to think of a, a better example than just a basic example right now. Um, I think toxic to me, I'm, like for me, on a job site is say, I have a, say you're my foreman. And I'm working for you, me and Manny are working for you, and you're stressed out, and uh, I just want to get some information from you. And I say, hey, Adam, what are we doing? And uh, you say, don't worry about what I'm doing or what we're doing. I'll tell you what we're doing. That's toxic to me. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't think talking about hunting or uh, music is so toxic. I do agree that we should not have on construction sites, on the jobs, when there's customers there or people that don't like certain music. Like, when I know that there's a guy that likes jazz, I put some jazz on. If yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm, I'm, we're necessarily trying to talk about the topics at all. Like, uh, like No, I'm but we're not. talking about toxic, right? So we yeah. have to find out what is toxic. I think toxic. it's the way someone but speaks yeah, to another person. Yeah, we're, like, we, I think we would want to move more towards like behaviors, not, not what the topics are. Like okay. I think that we've um, like we kind of touched base on on all of like there's so many different like someone makes a topics. mistake. Let's say yeah, let's say a tradesperson cuts a cord, uses your tool, cuts a cord. You turn around and go, "What are you? You're a fucking idiot! Why the hell did you do that? Now you just I have no saw now." Like yeah. there's another way to handle that. Yeah, you should know better. Yeah, like uh, it's just this impulsive behavior. Like it's really and it's all about pride. It's all about um, trying to show that you know. We're competitive people, and you know one of us is the best here. What what I've learned is that whenever a situation like that happens, I don't. The older I get, I don't quickly react. It's never instinctive, so I never turn around and go, "You're an idiot because you fucked up, and now you're an idiot." I just look at it like, okay, first of all, safety. Everybody fine. Everybody cool. Nobody lost any fingers. All right, good. Saws down. Find another tool to achieve the task. That's how I look at it nowadays. Yeah, that's I've never been one of those guys that barks on the site. Yeah, that, but that's you're such a minority. No, I know. And that's why I that's honestly that's one of the reasons why I started my own business. I couldn't work for anyone. I couldn't. No, not not that I couldn't work for anybody. I can definitely work for people. Uh, I definitely, especially as a as a business owner now, I really uh, I really appreciate. Like I could, I, I would love to work for somebody else for a little bit just to. Uh, to show the different type of employee I can be now. I can definitely work for people. It's just, it. I found it in construction. All that I knew and all that I ever saw were people that didn't necessarily have a crew. They, def they, they just had a goal and that's all that mattered to them. They, their goal was to just get the job done and doesn't matter who's around me. I can't, that can't just be it. Like it, that's not, that's not right. Like there's got to be something more to the gen than just achieving that goal, achieving that task. I think that what we really lack in the construction industry is like a, 
like an infrastructure in terms of like like an I, like a life outlook towards towards the industry like uh, there's a lot of industries that well, like we're moving into a new age things other things other than just the task matter a lot of different industries out there have like mental support help for their employees they provide benefits they understand that there's a work life balance you know you have maternal paternal leave i don't think that uh, i don't think that construction's an industry that really has that and it's it's really difficult to implement that because the the people that we're in business with aren't in actually in business they are like homeowners unless you're working in commercial uh, so they don't really they're not there to provide those benefits for for people or do they ever want to spend the time and effort to understand that yeah w our industry does not encompass those traits therefore we will never be looked at as people that care about our mental health and our physical condition and our work-life balance we do not perpetuate those values at all but we've been taught and raised the majority because we're always talking about the majority is contributing to the toxic not the minority yeah so we're always talking about the majority has been brought up that way yeah the, yeah and how do we how do we flip that switch and it's you can't do it within a generation you can't do it within no, two generations you can't but how do people in our industry perpetuate and i re mean really perpetuate that we care about things we a lot of people just look at us as workers because that's all that we really show. Yeah, well, Are we ever in... You're right about that. A, a lot of people, they don't... They don't they, care that you have kids at home waiting for you. They want their, their backsplash done today well, they so also that don't, they, can, yeah, they can cook by Friday or something like that. They, they don't care that, hey, if I push this guy constantly, constantly, all the way to the end of the project, how is that going to affect him? And, does, and, and that's not their question to ask. It's for, it's for us within that industry to say, you know, like, I care about this. I have to draw my line. And it brings me back to that threshold of saying, like, where, where, is, where does this end? So for me, anytime I've, I've been in many, many toxic relationships, I've been in Business many relationships and also... Yeah, business. Okay. I'm talking about business right now. All right. I am personal. It's simple. I just have a conversation. I just told you about my last partner. I approached them and I said, you know, we're partners, we're a team. Is there anything you need to talk about? No, can't get through, try a couple more times. It's time for me to leave. I just need to move on and find where I do fit in and where I enjoy life. And I'll just keep doing that until I find myself. Because some people you just can't change. They're predictable and they'll just keep those same habits. Until they lose something very important in their life, will they only change? So I just found that sometimes trying to change people or try to educate them or try to better them, they don't care unless it hurts them. So yeah. I just move on. I've learned to move on. And that is a like that is also within within this the topic of toxic masculinity when you say nobody's gonna do anything until they're hurt. Why? That's just the way we, we're animals. We've been bred that way. It's, we, we, you know, we're talking about Don't you think generations and generations of war. I lost 10 cousins in, 90, in 92 uh, to war. War's been in my life my whole life. Um, you know, my family, my, my father swam 
three miles to get to shore here from war. Like it's, you know, a lot of people here don't realize what other people have gone through. And so like you're mixing all these interesting cultures together and it's like this big soup, you know what I mean? We just gotta, instead of taking it personal, we gotta try to work it out. And if we don't, if we can't find that workout, you just kind of got to find your new position in place. I've just realized that some people I can't change and I don't want to change them. I'm happy for them. Yeah. They're happy. They need to be with people more like themselves. So like, uh, for example, I was with somebody that uh, was a, a, a large position and I asked them not to speak to me the way they were speaking to me. They stopped speaking to me that way. And that showed me respect. That means I can work with that person. That if the next time they get like that, I can mention it to them again. And I'll just keep going through that until the the respect, the mutual respect for each other is there. But if someone's not willing to change, like if I say, if you say to me, I don't want to talk about hunting, and I keep talking about hunting, there's going to be a problem. Something's going to break. And if that if someone doesn't want to change that, and you see it's not going to change, it's... It's either going two ways, right? You either got to move on or you, you just can't change some people. Like my father's an, an old dog. You can't teach him any new tricks. For years, I've tried to teach him passion and love and affection. And tried to, uh, I've tried to interact with him and try to make him part of my life. And he just won't accept it. So now I realize that I will never be able to change that man. And he will always be that way. But, I, but what I do is even though I'm hurt and it bothers me and the things he does is awful, I still give him little bursts of respect and love when he, yeah, like, you, I know he wants it, but he doesn't want to yeah, admit you, it. You, but slowly, now that he's you... getting older, it's been a long process. Uh, the, and the only reason I've, I've stuck with it is because he's my father. Say, with you and me, if I don't think it's going to work, I'm just going to move on. Instead yeah. of making a problem, Have I'm just Have you guys gonna... ever had the conversation? Have you ever suspected someone that is on the job site that potentially has some mental health? Oh, all the time. Really? Yeah. I'm working with a couple guys right now. They're, they're going through exactly what I was going through. And I know what they're going through because all they have to do is just say one little word. And I knew exactly all their feelings, how they felt. And then I try to support them. I try to give them my opinion and I listen. The most important part, I think I went to therapy. Listening is the most important part to anybody's problem or getting them to talk. So if I think that you're upset and you are, you need to talk, I would try to find a way to talk with you. If it's not on work time, because I don't want to spend too much time on work, what I'll do is, the guy's split, I'll be like, hey, man, what are you doing? You want to chill out for a minute? And my, my. I'll try to get you one-on-one -on -one because then I try to create a relationship with you and me and give you a comfort that these guys may not be paying attention because they're just not there. They don't understand what the whole picture is of the whole team. So I'll spend a little bit of time with you, make, you, make sure that you know I'm on your side and I hear what you're saying, so let's together try to change something. But those are... it's it's. It's a tough game. This is a tough one. It's a hard to win this one. But so, talking about it right now is is uh, important. Yeah, we're not trying to resolve anything yeah. right now. There, no, this but is a, uh, this is stepping be, stones. Yeah, year, years, decades. Yeah. Of, um, so decades. I really want to, yeah, it's going to take a long time for, for us to get through this, this, this industry especially. 
I think uh, just to touch base on um, on what you just said in regards to taking somebody aside and letting them know that you're there, I think that this the culture that's going on right now, this toxic culture that we're we're talking about, it really it it you really have to be somebody that's very comfortable and and vulnerable, and I don't find that within the construction industry very often. If I were to pull somebody aside and, and say like, hey, I can see something's going on. I, I understand you're under a lot of stress right now. Uh, what's going on? I think most of the time the response is gonna be, oh, don't worry about it, it's okay, don't worry. It, it, they're, gonna be, they're gonna resort to a little bit of privacy and they might not feel comfortable. But I find that not only what's really worked with me on the job site, but in life in general, uh, just from you know the, I've grown through the years. I've I used to be extremely outgoing and social, and I could talk to anybody, but I wouldn't really have very much like su substance to talk about. There was nothing really there. It was just blah blah blah, whatever. And then I became extremely reserved uh, for my from around you know 18 to. I would still say I'm fairly reserved, but um, I'm starting to grow and, and learn, and, and I go through therapy right now as well, or go to, not through, and I'm learning a lot of things. And what I'm learning right now is uh, in that situation where somebody, you can see somebody's hurt, it's really important to let them know that you're there for them, but I think the only way that I feel like we can get through to people is to be vulnerable ourselves, to show like, hey, I'm okay with letting you know what's going on in my life. And I don't mean very private stuff, but, you know, like my, gran my, my grandma's sick, let's say, or my, my cousin, uh, you know, just got into an accident and, it, and, I'm, and I'm feeling like very hurt about this or it's really stressing me out. I'm not, ta not talking about the topic again. We're talking about how we feel about stuff, which is a completely different thing and really showing vulnerability to somebody that you're talking to is really important. I, no one's gonna be vulnerable to you unless they can feel that you've shown that a little bit to them. This isn't a, I, I see somebody's hurt, hurting inside, and I'm gonna pull them as, aside at, at a very proper time to do it and, at, and let them know that I'm there for them. That's great. But I think what we need to start showing is that we're vulnerable before that happens. And it's, it's really difficult. It's, it's, it's not something that we can just jump on and say, let's resolve this issue. This is like a culture shift in terms of saying like, it's something, it's like more of a buildup. It's really, it's really difficult to explain. I would have to kind of try to explain no, no, how, no, I, no, no. how I live my daily life. Like I go through hardships. I, I've seen a lot of you know, bad stuff in the industries that I've worked in. I grew up in the construction industry as a, as a child, both my parents were in construction, well, my mother and my stepfather were both site supers. And if you heard me right there, my mother was a site super for a residential, big residential construction yeah. company. No, I understand it. My so wife is too. Okay, so, so yeah. you, okay, there I totally you go. understand. You, um, so the things that I heard about how our, uh, how this construction industry is and, and the lack thereof, like I grew up not really asking the questions. It was all about the topics and the things that I would hear my mom say about the, what the guy said on the job site about her or, you know, she had to kick somebody off the job site because he slapped her ass. 
So these are inappropriate comments. That that's like going really oh, yeah. like you're and talking I, about some serious, serious stuff now. Very serious. Yeah. Yes. Th this is that's not that's beyond what we're talking about. I know. Now. Yeah. But what? So that again is that's the topic. totally inappropriate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm not talking about the topics. I'm talking about the lack of the reason why. Why did that person do that? How did that mom? How did that uh, make my mother feel? There was a big lack of any of of that empathizing, really, and understanding the feelings w that were attributed to that. I go to therapy and we talk about these things. Like, I didn't learn this emotional intelligence. I didn't learn the the hows, the whys, the what to do about it, and how to just communicate. And I think that that's where we're lacking in, in really showing this on, in our work environment. It's really important to, to start asking the question of like, how can I make this person feel more comfortable? How can I make this person feel like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like, you know, make them feel hurt or offended? And how can I just exude that as, as a person? And th that's really important. And, and this all circles back to trying to make people, you see somebody hurt on the job site and you want them to be vulnerable with you. I think it starts with us. I think you can't expect anybody to be vulnerable. So here's with the thing is that both vulnerable. you guys said that you've gone to therapy, you're going to therapy. This is something that I have yet to hear a tradesperson say on my job site. I'm so proud of going to therapy. I will tell anybody and everybody because it's helping you. It's not that it's me going to therapy. I think that everybody should go to therapy. And well, there is not a single person on the planet that just doesn't need somebody that they can confide with. And it's very difficult in the, in the world that we live in right now. And it's, and it's something that we're evolving to understand that's important. But we've never made the means to, to, like, to well, create an environment. Well, I think you'd be really surprised that. at how many people do go to therapy. They just don't talk about it because That's it's, the sad thing. it's not, it's not, uh, it's, it's they don't want people puff. thinking they have a problem. It's so for example, I'm, I do care what you think about me, but I don't, you, you understand? Like, like I'm very proud of myself. I know who I am. So it doesn't matter what I really tell you, but it does because I'm not, trying to push you away or make you dislike me. That's not my intentions. A lot of times I'm the kind of guy that's the alpha male that I can say to a group of alpha males, uh, and this is like aggressive guys that think they're macho, and I can say, hey guys, I went to therapy, and they don't look at me differently. They actually like, wow, dude, you know what? I went to therapy too. And then they start telling me stories. And then I'm so surprised how many guys are actually in therapy that you guys don't know well, about. So this is so amazing that you just said that, that we were just talking about you being, it starts with us being vulnerable, and then then we can open up this this environment for other people to, to be open with you. Yeah. And you just said you did it, and then it, you, it was reciprocated. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, but I, I'm, what I'm trying to say even more is that, like Manny doesn't realize maybe how many guys on his crew, uh, or guys that are on in his in his uh, house yeah. circle of contractors that have actually got therapy, and you sometimes people just don't want to share that. But when they find someone they feel comfortable with, they express it. The one thing about Manny, I've worked for Manny, 
he's he's uh, brought me on a few of his job sites. There is no time for talking about personal feelings at the job. But outside, you're an amazing friend. But at work, it's fucking work. You know what I mean? And I'm the same way. But I can mix it. I can mix it up a little bit because I'm a little bit more um, sensitive myself because I've had so many bad things happen to me in my life that I don't really want people to feel those kind of things. But if I've had enough, I just stop and I just... So do you think that that's um, just that in itself is um, is only found in the construction industry where oh, no, no. where you're talking about, you know, Manny saying, you know, he's he's a great guy out, outside of the job site, but on the job site, it's 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 work time. I think that all industries, essentially, when it comes down to it, you're, you're there to make money. I'm right here, by the way. I know. Yeah. I, know. I was looking I at you. I... Uh, <laughs> I, I like I don't think that that's a problem in itself. I think that I think that it's just raising awareness in in the like why are we doing stuff in general is the most important thing. I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about now that we've kind of established in our own opinions and very briefly. Well, yeah, these are major. T- these are big topics. Yeah, to, you we know. could go on. Yeah, we yeah. could do a whole twenty-four hour. Let's do that next time. Twenty-four <laughs> hours straight of this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, I, I wanted to talk about what are the like the implications and the like and the results of this this environment that we've created on the job site, and it, it is ex- extremely apparent in um, in the construction industry, and it's not only independent in the, in the construction. I, I think it's a it's a a cultural problem altogether. Like it's it's not just like oh construction people are they have this toxic masculine culture they don't let like it they try to keep women out of the job sites and for whatever reason i think that we really need to start looking towards like we're doing this there's no denying that this is the culture within the industry what are the ramifications from this what are the results and we can look into like there's studies out there there's very f- there's n- there's not that much in 2019 um the the province of british columbia uh did their a uh, little bit of research and um i can just pull up some numbers right now um i was going to say like the primary thing that i could see happening and just for your note i would like to say that i'm approachable on job sites oh, no no i know you are but so I, if anybody's got a problem but you were saying that you don't think anyone on your job sites no that that they haven't that come you up know, to me right that and I then know i was always all i was trying totally. to say is that uh, because you're so professional at work sometimes it's not approachable to have that kind of conversation with you not that you're not approachable but what i was going to say the ramifications i think is that you're going to get lost productivity yeah that sure. that is a big ramification in terms of the business, but um, and and making money and everything. But we want to get back to the like the personal level and in the individual level and say I've had my bad days, man. I've had my like really really bad days, and I've come into the job site and I have not been there. Like mentally, course. I have not been there. I'm there, and people are asking me questions and people are asking me next steps and scope and everything like that. But I'm a robot and just answering it because I've got other shit going on. Every industry has this. And that this is what this is a, a, an important thing to touch base on is that every every industry has this. Everybody goes into work, whether you work in an office building, you work at the police station, you work in construction or you're a doctor, you're going to have bad days. But here's something that's kind of a little bit scary. The risk of suicide 
in the construction industry alone is seven times higher than the national average. Wow, I, I don't... It's, there is so, the highest, uh, the, so the, the thing, the highest mortality rate of any, anything to happen in construction is suicide. Higher than uh, workplace accidents and anything else that you can think of that happens so in, when you're saying seven times higher than the national average, I mean, isn't it true that either lawyers or dentists or cops or cops have the highest? And I don't consider them construction. No, 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 not at all. Well, this is the national average we're talking about. Okay. So they like there's obviously lots of people with or lots of fields with higher numbers and then lots of fields with lower numbers. And, and we, we, we produce an, an but average. You're saying that we're seven times higher. higher than the average. Yes. I don't see that in construction. Like for all the years I've been there, I've never heard of one person at work taking their life or sites. And I know thousands of guys and girls. I never hear anything in construction. I hear about cops. I hear about lawyers. I hear about um, paramedics. Uh, I hear about soldiers. I, I Outside of construction, I feel that this is definitely something very important. Not that it's not important in construction, but you know, I want to tell you something that, that I do every morning with our team. We all sit on the back of the pickup truck. We talk about what the weather is for the day, what the job is for the day, the scope of work, the hazards of the day. And on that moment, when I'm reading that out, I can look around and see who may not have a good day. New or not, I can see there's a problem. Yeah. And if I see, if I think I see somebody that's not going to be productive today, I'll have a conversation with them or I'll put them somewhere safer until I have a, a chance to get the guys that are going to keep the job going. Because if we're not working and we're not making money, we're, we might as not, well not be there. Like I'm spinning my wheels. You know what I mean? It's interesting that we keep on bringing it up that the money comes keeps on coming up. Well, well I'm talking about I'm talking about work at work, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't surround myself uh, in my personal life with I don't have that in my life, and if I do, I've always approached those those friends or those people. So it's for me, it's always been easy to talk to people or get them to talk. You know, I think that's why you and me do so well in the podcast yeah, because. We have like we have like a gift to have people feel so comfortable that they can express themselves or be themselves without having to worry about what anyone else thinks. And I think that's a, a gift not everybody has. Yeah, I so yeah, I take yeah. that gift to work. And, uh, and I think that you're really fortunate uh, to, I mean, you feel that way about yourself, so you kind of perpetuate that, which is great. There aren't very many people in construction that, that are like that though. Well, and I, and I'm, this, a, is, this is another thing, is the guys that I work with, one or two of them are really rough, tough characters. They're the most sensitive guys out of them all. The most extreme characters are the nicest people. They just never put their guard down because it's just how they are. Because they've been hurt so much, they, they can't they put do a shield it. Up. But, if you, if you get you, them alone, you'll find punching, out. If somebody keeps punching you and keeps punching you and punching you, you're going to do something about it. And typically that's create a barrier between you and those punches. And if it's, it, it's so obvious that the, the people that are the toughest, the meanest, the, the ones that exhibit this usually these been abused the most. They're the ones that are hurt the most. Yeah. And this goes with the saying of uh, most people that go to therapy, they say, the people that need to go to therapy are the, the most 
are the people that say they don't need to go to therapy. It's not people that are like, oh, try I think therapy is excellent. We had a therapist on today and I told her it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Yeah. And uh, I, I learned a lot about myself by talking to someone I don't even know. Because mm -hmm. uh, I never had that education or maybe those ideas and so on. It's uh, great. But yeah, it goes back to the people that put up the shields are also the same people that say, well, they use the I don't need to go to therapy for as a shield or I don't need to tell somebody how I'm feeling as a shield. I don't want to be reminded that last time that I tried to share how I was feeling, I got made fun of. I don't want to share that, you know, my partner's going through a lot of troubles right now. But last time that I tried to show that to somebody, they said, put some concrete on it or tell her to <laughs> tell her to go uh, do the dishes funny. or something like that. It's like. Like, I don't want to hear that, so I put up this guard, and, and that's kind any, of that, that thing that we need to break down. Mike, do you have any stats on what is the Canada national mental health across the board, other occupations? And I'm just trying to think of where does construction sit? Are we at the top because we're denying it? Yeah, we're at the top. Yeah. We're at the top. Yeah, I don't know the numbers. Uh, like off, I've been doing my research over the past couple of months because it's something that I'm really noticing and that's why I wanted to bring this up in the podcast is that I mean we've known it for forever oh it's, it's I'm affected by it too yeah we've known the environment that we put in the industry for a long time and I think that w just like w we're following suit and just like other industries and starting to care about it we're we are lagging behind quite a bit uh, versus some companies like let's talk about tech company like tech the tech industry the medicinal industry, the uh, even the service industry. There's a, uh, there's a lot of people that get afflicted by this, a lot of people that work in hotels and stuff, and they're, get, they're starting to get looked after. But in construction, we don't really have an infrastructure around us to say, and to say like, hey, you guys need to start looking after yourself. You need, like, these are, these are ways that you can start uh, making shifts in these attitudes, having time to do meetings and stuff like that. Are you kidding me? When do you do meetings in construction? Like, like I'm talking about like meeting, like it workplace is. meetings that are in boardrooms, like the one that we're in right now. It, talking about have feel, in the back of a pickup truck talking or back about of feelings. Van. It's interesting that you guys have been bringing up a lot of other fellow tradespeople, but what about the toxic environment that clients, designers, oh, architects totally. contribute towards tradespeople? Totally. That was, that's brilliant. Are we talking about toxic masculinity or are we talking about just like the environment that's perpetuated? Well, like you, like you said, tradespeople are perceived as a certain type of person. So in their eyes, client, designer, architect, we're beneath them. And for the most part, you get a lot of clients, architects, and designers that place us there and keep us there. I think speak to us that way. I think I understand. I fully understand by how you feel that we might be placed there by other people, but I don't think that that's solely to blame. I think that we also place ourselves in. Oh, I agree. By yeah. by not caring about these things. I I told you when was last time that. Somebody in construction went and, you know, we had a board meeting to talk about feelings. I just said that. It, it's never. It doesn't happen. When, no, when no, no. The, the unions do it. Do yeah, they? The, the, yeah. yeah. The union workers do. They have a meeting every single year and they talk about 
uh, uh, abuse, uh, language, uh, jokes. They bring all that up on, t- and, and you know, people listen. Uh, but the problem is, is that you can have these meetings all you want and until a person that has a problem wants to talk about it, you're never going to resolve the problem. So how do we, so that's not, that's not something that we can answer for a long time. But what we No, can but this conversation we're having is part yeah, of that awareness. What we can answer is how do we get people to start thinking and caring about these issues? And it's really difficult. I think, I think the only way that we can do this is continue the conversation. It's something that's really important. We're talking about mental health in this industry. There aren't very many people that are supported either emotionally or especially financially. It's not built into our quotes. Like, it's going to cost us so-and-so. Well, our government to, doesn't have any money do, for us, too, either. Yeah, to do... A, well, giving it away. You know, a bathroom, a bathroom, you know, costs... Well, let's say a, mas- a nice master bathroom starts labor 15K, something like that, and then plus your materials. Am I charging 15, 14K? And and I'm also charging for the thousand dollars of therapy that I'm going to have to go good, through good after luck, this. Good luck, good luck on that one. And really I, do I can I put that. that in my quote and be like, hey, you got like this industry is very stressful. It's very difficult, not only to to do the work, but to manage it and to to basically become a third wheel in a relationship in somebody's house. Threats. Yeah, yeah. You don't know if you're going to get the money. Sometimes you don't know if if stress whatever all kinds of stuff there's all this stuff so you want to add a mental health fee do i start what we really essentially have to do to to be able to afford therapy and and caring about our mental health and saying like every job i need to do let's say i let's say a bathroom job three weeks something like that two three weeks i'm going to say it's going to take three weeks plus a a mental health day somewhere in there i'm going to add money on the end to start paying my employees benefits so that so that they can go and do these it's never gonna fly yeah because people don't care because we don't show them that we care they might paint the picture and say construction people are blah 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 they're the type of person that's not gonna care about going to therapy they don't care about getting their teeth fixed because that's not covered they don't care about I fix my own teeth without coverage yeah, you will. I even put gold teeth in. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but the only thing that we can do is start caring about it. Like, you can't expect anybody to think anything of you unless you are that thing. And right now, we are not that thing that, that we care about ourselves. We you, care about the people around us. That's the way to start, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I also, like, I mean, I can't, like Manny was saying, it's hard for us to put a, a price on that because not everyone's going to need therapy. Some people can just deal with, like, being in construction, you have to be a certain animal. You really do because... Why isn't WSIB covering that? Yeah, we pay into it. That's actually pretty smart, too. We're already paying into it. Sorry Why to interrupt isn't? you, but I'm just saying, wouldn't that fall under workplace safety? Yeah, you're right. Why isn't Health WSIB and safety? covering that? Yeah, like... Potentially killing yourself. Well, we're we're paying thirteen to sixteen percent in WSIB. There, there's one perfect avenue. You know, what do they have? Over ten million. Ten billion. Ten ten billion dollars. So all they just keep doing is taking our money and saving it, but they're not giving anyone therapy to help. The the people that are actually putting the stress on us and taxing us to death 
they're actually creating more stress than we are amongst each other. And that money should be coming back to us for therapy. Or they should be educating people to give us free therapy we, that doesn't cost the government so anything. That's good, great. Good but luck we on that one, too. We can't be surprised that that's not happening, happening yet because we're not asking and we're not expecting that and we're not characterizing ourselves as people that expect that. We, there are, there's obviously resolutions to this. How hard are they to get? How greedy are people going to be? And how, and how can we go about it? Those are questions that we work on after we start deciding to say, like, hey, we care about ourselves. I care about every person that's on my job site. If somebody, like, if somebody comes on my job site, one of my, my subs or my employee or even the, the homeowners, like, I care about them. I think that most people see that. I'm, I'm somebody who's fairly vulnerable. People do come to me when they have problems. And, and just to, to let it out, I'm not there to resolve it for them. It is something that really matters to me. And I do think that if we can start showing people that this means... It sucks right now when I think about this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to my explanation without explaining it. People... I'm an outlier. People uh, see a what? an outlier. outlier, like somebody. When somebody sees that I care about myself and it matters to me and stuff, they're like, "Well, like, are you sure you're supposed to be in construction?" Like, I get that all the time. Like, like people are like, "How do you know all this stuff?" And why, why do you like? Why do you care about this? These problems or the like these values over here or how do you know about? this going on in the world and and it and it's it, it surprises them and i'm like i don't know this is just me i'm not a construction worker i'm me first and then i'm a construction worker how do we get that stigma away from construction workers like say like you know they people do care about stuff i, I don't know it's, it seems like such an easy thing to do if people just start caring about it i think going to the first question you know should we find a place to get money for therapy well if i need a pair of glasses I go buy those glasses. I don't say, oh, I need glasses because I'm working at my customer's house. Or So the same theory should go into, if I think I need to talk to somebody, like everybody knows that therapists are very private and you can start with therapy and pay for it out of your own pocket. If I want to go get a chocolate bar, I'm not going to charge my customer for that because I'm already charging them because I'm working there. So if I need one of those things... I, I mean, it's great that we're trying to find a solution to try to get extra money to, to get services. But if I need something, I'm just going to get it. So if I need therapy, I've just gone out and got it. If I feel like I need to speak to some, I also know that if I feel that you're not doing well, I will make the effort. And you, we don't have to have 20 people in this room that need to make that effort to help you, but one person. Yeah. And I that one person will make a difference for all those 20 so you're somebody who, you, like you said, you if you feel like you need it, you go and get it. Again, like that, that's not what everybody is. For for somebody that's never gone to therapy before, and they're they're just starting out their business, they're two three years in, and we know what it's like at that point. Two three years in, you you're about to sink or sink or sail or whatever it is, and and really, it's a very stressful time in your life. You don't have, you're not like putting a little bit of icing on your quote so that you can get through that safely without hurting yourself or, or stressing out or potentially going through a big breakup because you're contributing more of your time towards 
your business and your relationship. There's so many different things that are going on every time in, in somebody's life. You might be able to go and find your own resources to, to help you get through that, like you did, which is great. Not many people do. Though. But things get harder as you get older. So if a lot of people think, like I he I've heard at least two or three times tonight, the first three years of business, and like I'm like, it that doesn't stop. For thirty years, in thirty years in business, it does that. It, that stress, that those pains are there. When you're fifty, you have to start thinking about who's going to hire a fifty-year-old. I don't have the same strength anymore. I don't have the same energy anymore. I don't eat the same anymore. My sex life isn't the same anymore. My friends aren't the same anymore. Um, you I'm going to retire in fifteen. You your stress your as you get anymore? older. Yeah, as you get older, it's even worse than when you're younger. So, uh, you know, but with with those years come experience on how to deal with it. Uh, well, sometimes like stress, you and and when you get lost in your mind, uh, it doesn't matter what age you're at, yeah. that you deal with it. So, I mean, I think that that is right across the board. Like that stress is right across the board. You get sued, you're gonna be pretty stressed out. You lose a hundred thousand dollars in a job, you're gonna be pretty stressed out. No matter. You know, age, yeah. uh, but I, I think I think it's great that you bring it to the table, and I'm glad that we're talking about people around us. Sometimes we are so focused on the carrot that we forget about everything along the way. And along the way, on a, in a team or a part of a team, you you do need to pay attention to people around you and find a time to to ask the right questions at the right time or try to help out and listen. You know, I I do agree. Lots of people have been hurt. I'm one of those people that have been hurt. I'm just very open about it. Most people can't speak like me because they care too much about what someone's going to think. I don't care. I do because me caring is me sharing to help you, not for me. Yeah, you know, that's great. For, um, for me is just letting you know that you may need some attention, and it helped me, so help yourself. Do you feel like that... Um that characteristic about yourself that you you do care about others and you want them to grow and you want to create a vulnerable sure, space for them. Are you proud of that? I wish I'm more proud of it, but a lot of times I just got you have so much on your own plate. I think you, I think it's, people should pat themselves on the back a little bit more often, and I think that you should be really proud of yourself of 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 that being part of you, and and I think that like I'm very proud of of that being part of myself. And I think that we really need to start raising a culture of, the, of a pride in terms of, uh, of this and saying, like, we are going to, like, there, this is a serious problem, and we are going to overcome it, and we are going to do it together. Whether th this, this mental health crisis within the construction industry stems from toxic masculinity, it stems from uh, being outcasts in society, being perpetuated as outcasts by society, that we don't care about ourselves. We all went through tough paths. We, we wouldn't be in construction if, if we didn't. There is a, especially my generation as a millennial, the people that essentially failed at what they were supposed to do, what they were told to do, like become a doctor, a lawyer. But that's uh, maybe not what they wanted to do, right? Yeah, that, great. That's not what they wanted to do. But when you're growing up in the culture of being told to do these certain jobs, and if you don't end up doing this, you feel pretty bad and you feel like a disappointment. Like, I don't think the baby boomer generation or uh, the couple of generations in between baby boomers and millennials, they didn't really 
uh, go through this, you know, become a doctor, become a lawyer, become rich or you're not worth it attitude when you're growing up. A lot of people in construction nowadays, uh, I mean, millennials are in their prime right now. This is as good as we're going to get. And it should really start mattering to us that we want to get through these, these problems and, and overcome it with pride altogether. This is just the first one. I mean, this is just to get the conversation going. Yeah, I would, I would love, so I want to say right now, I would love to let everybody know that anybody that's listening, that you, there's somebody in your life that's willing to, to hear to and listen to help to. you. Yeah, you, but you have to be willing to share too. You have to be willing to share too, but you also have to be willing to understand who that person is and how are they showing it. Because somebody else might be hurting and maybe they need, they, they need help, but they also want to be there for you to help so that you guys can help each other. But who's going to say that? Who's going to break that ice? No, so I think what we do is we let them, like we've done the podcast here, we've discussed this, we started it. This is, conversation hasn't, it's not going to end right now. And if they want to reach out to us, let them reach out to us. Definitely. If they I'm, have any questions, any answers, any suggestions or whatever, reach out to us. And how can we make this better if yeah. you have any We're not any, going to treat you any differently. We're not going to treat you negatively. We're not going to definitely not be toxic. So, there, so there's two sides of this table. There's people out there that really that really need help. But the other side is is people that are willing to help. And let's be proud of being willing to help. Well, that is, I, I think let's that's... Let's make that as a, as a construction worker... I'm a construction worker and I'm there for people. Not I'm a construction worker and I'm not there for people as what it is right now. Well, this let's this, make this part of us. This podcast is so much that. So like for example, our seventh podcast today was a therapist giving out her number and her information. That's great. And we talked about pretty much what we talked about with you. Um, but differently. Just, just yours differently. yours was a little bit more to the heart. Uh, it's a, a lot more really bites into yeah, the problem where we were touching base on it we were uh we gave the information we presented it and made it very easy to you know reach out and get some help from someone that doesn't know anybody that doesn't need to know that you're taking it just to start you off and then this is just a, a reinsurance that th there's people that need to be talked to differently need to be connected with people some people don't know how to reach out and you know uh, this is a way of saying you, you know if you think someone can't reach out reach out for them you know uh, i mean this is the awareness we're doing right now right yeah but at the same time when it's work time it's time to work <laughs> <laughs> we gotta wrap it up we gotta wrap it up guys uh mike thanks honestly for bringing it up right and it's yeah. it's not the easiest topic to, to discuss but i think it's a topic like we've all expressed it right. must be discussed it has to be an open conversation people are too afraid of it trades people are too afraid of it yeah they and are. it's good because they may not or, uh, like hearing it at the beginning but hopefully they'll let it sink in and maybe something good will come out of it so the, the thing that i think that what's very important is to change exactly what you guys just said tradespeople are afraid of it let's make it known that like tradespeople are no longer afraid, afraid of, it. of it let's make it a part of us that hey we are very individual people in construction we all have our own ways we all work as a team but contribute our ourselves to the team 
and we all know that. Let's make this, this team something more important than the, just what we contribute to, uh, of ourselves and let's, let's band together and, and help each other out because I think it's about time that uh, construction stops being an individual, uh, individually dominated industry and, and more that we're characterized by, uh, by being people that want to help other people. Why, why not? Well, what, what, what bad comes from that? Well, nothing, I, I, ho- nothing I, hope, bad. I hope people have a different uh, outlook to the podcast. This podcast is about uh, educating and giving the tools that nobody wants to give out, the, the, tr- the tricks of the trades, the, the, the downfalls and the ups and downs of construction. So, I, I mean, I really love that what all the guests have been talking about and how they're all trying to help other people that they don't even know and it was what was really great today is that i saw three framers young guys under 25 years old which i don't have much good things to say about younger guys and they all stuck they all stuck together they all stuck together and and created a little team by from this podcast like watching three great guys come together young guys and challenge me on age group and then watch them fuse together and create a team right in front of us. Like I was watching this happening and hearing it. And I was just like, dude, like this is exactly what we wanted. If we could touch one person and change one person's life, one person at a time, this is working. If you can reach, don't touch. If you can reach, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to touch. I just want to reach. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. It was a joke, touch. Yeah. That's we'll not what I meant. <laughs> I turned it all into that. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Mike, thanks so very much, man, bringing it up. And catch Mike at Belly Renovations. Belly, uh, www.bellyrenovations.com and info at bellyrenovations.com and on Instagram at bellyrenovations. Thanks so much, man. We're out of here. Straight out of Oakville. We got one more. One more. One more. (laughs) I think I'm getting my my eyes just opened up.